الحمد لله الحمد لله تبارك وتعالى على وفور نعمته وشهود منته وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيد أهل عنايته سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تابعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ربنا إننا سمعنا منادياً ينادي للإيمان أن آمنوا بربكم فآمنا ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد ثم أما بعد Tonight inshallah our discussion again this uh, chapter of the Quran this part of the Quran part number 14 is full of parables like yesterday's one we said that yesterday we have three parables so in fact even though we are in the possibly 14th day or 12th day of Ramadan so we've just been uh, going through 12 parables I've already captured 18 of them so we are in excess alhamdulillah but since we have to catch up on the on one every day from the Jews so inshallah we're saving the rest for the days where there is no parables because sometimes in Jews Amma for example there could be no parables we don't know we're discovering along and the writings on this uh, on this topic are not too many actually so I have to dig deep by myself into the books of tafsir so tonight we have three parables in the Jews that we have and I've chosen only one to talk about in ayah number 92 verse number 92 surah al-nahl Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says then do not like be the woman then do not be like the woman who unravels her yarn into fibers after it has been spun firmly by taking your oaths as instruments of deception between you so as to breach your covenants with one group of people for another more abundant in power and wealth God puts only you to test by this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in the Quran essentially or primary, primarily to the Arabs. The Quran was revealed in the Arabic language. So he spoke to the people of the time. But speaking to the people of the time doesn't stop the Quran from being a universal message. So that we remember throughout time some certain things that are of our cultures and of our tradition and of those days as well so they mentioned that in Jahiliyyah before Islam there was a woman and this is something that the Quran has not mentioned by name but the Quran refers to this woman it's a real woman her name was Rita Rita bin Sa'd ibn Amr ibn Zayd Rita bin Sa'd ibn Amr ibn Zayd at Tamimiyah from Banu Tamim and Banu Tamim here, we're not talking about, there are two Banu Tamims just for people to differentiate. There are Banu Tamim from Najd, got nothing to do with these individuals. They are the people of Musaylim al-Kathab and others. But Banu Tamim as a branch of Quraysh, this is the branch of Quraysh to whom belongs Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. So in the, in the lineage of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, his name is Abdullah ibn Abi Khuhafa al-Tamimi. So you would ask, how come, how come that he's Tamimi, yet he is from Mecca, he's Qurayshi, because Banu Tamim are actually a sub-tribe from Quraysh. Because Quraysh is one of the great-grandfathers of the Prophet his name was Fihr. Fihr. 
البروفيسور اسامه سيدنا محمد بن عبد الله بن عبد المطلب بن هاشم بن عبد الناف ابن قصي بن كلاب بن مره بن كعب بن لؤي بن غالب بن فهر ابن فهر سو ذس مان فهر ذير اب ذير ان ذا لينيج اوف ذا بروفيسور صلى الله عليه وسلم هيز 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 نيم از قريش اند هي واز كولد قريش بيكوز هي يوز تو بريك بريد تو فيد ذا جيستس So the Arabic word for breaking bread is called qarasha al-ta'am. Qarasha means to break the bread, the dry bread into pieces. That's why they called him Quraysh. Anyway, there was a woman in Mecca, and she was an example, an icon of foolishness and stupidity. And Arabs used to, break, to, to, to coin proverbs from their, own, from their own life. So they will say, for example, Uh, they, 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 they will find that someone has done something really foolish. So they say, oh, he's the foolishest person. So if someone does something foolish later on, and they want to exaggerate, they will say, ahmaqu min fulan. He is more foolish than so-and-so. No one can be more foolish than that individual, but it's just to indicate that he's really foolish. Or if the person, for example, is really eloquent, so there was a man called Sahban, Sahban ibn Wa'il, who's very eloquent, So they used to say, Afsahu bin Sahban, that more eloquent than Sahban. So if you're really eloquent and I want to praise you of eloquence, even though you will not be able to compete with the original Sahban, I will say, Huwa Afsahu bin Sahban. He is more eloquent than Sahban. It doesn't literally mean he is, but it just means he's very eloquent. So one of the many individuals who gave, who were examples, exemplary in foolishness, and there were so many of them, was this woman, Rita. So Rita bint Sa'ad ibn Amr al-Tamimiyya, she was a foolish woman. She had girls, servants, and maids. And she had a yarn, spinning, weaving machine. She used to weave all the day, from the morning till midday, she weaves. And the yarn and the, 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 the weaving machine that she had, they said the rod of it, was one arm length, so big. And the hook of it was like a, a finger. So imagine that just the, the hook of the, of, the, of the weaving machine is as big as a finger. So she used to make threads and make them into a woven uh, fabric for, from literally from morning till midday. All everyone in the house is working. And then from midday to the end of the day, she undoes it. She, 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 she literally revokes everything that she has done. So all the work of the first half of the day is undone in the second half of the day. So they said, what is this? Like you're literally spending half the day building and then the half the day demolishing and destroying. And therefore they made a coin, they coined a proverb and they said, Ahmaqu min Rita. More foolish than Rita. So if anyone is foolish, he says, oh, he's ahmaq min Rita. Like he's more foolish than Rita. And there was another man called Hibannaqa and others, a few other individuals. Each one of them has his own story, why they called him foolish. But he did something that's really, really foolish. That's, that's in, this, in this area. And for people who are interested, they can read Arabic, there is a book called Jamharatul Amthal Abi Hilal Al-Askari. In two big volumes, they, he puts there about 3,000, 4,000 proverbs and their stories and where did they come from. This is one of the, the essential uh, ones here. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us here without telling us the name of the woman. Even though she's very well known. But Allah didn't tell us the name of the woman. And he said, Like the woman who has unraveled her yarn. Like the woman who has unraveled her yarn. And there is a beautiful meaning here. 
because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want us to use names and to scandalize people. This is a very important thing. Without having to point your finger towards someone, you see, like, people are doing this without actually having to point the finger. But the point here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making through this proverb is, don't be like this woman who breaks and demolishes what she's been spending half of her day doing. Don't, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, After it was firm, after it was firm, and it was established, and she has already given effort into it, put effort into it, spent half the day doing it. All these maids and all of these servants have been working for it, and then for the next half of the day, she's doing nothing every day. She's doing that. And then the, the second part of the ayah goes, you take your oaths and your promises as a way of deception. Normally when someone, brothers and sisters, says wallahi, when someone says wallahi, or he swears by Allah, that's a big thing. That's using God's name. In the Bible, don't use God's name in vain. Meaning, don't use the name of Allah frequently without a need. How often do we use the word wallahi? How often? All the time, you want someone to come for a cup of, for a, for a cup of tea? Ta'al, wallahi. Are you angry? La, wallahi. Would you like to come with him? La, la, wallahi. Even the boys, our little kids, they use wallahi. I remember back in the days we went out in a retreat with some, some local boys in our masjid. And I had wallahi billahi tallahi, like frequently like that. They were from a specific community, right? And they used, yeah, you see, Sheikh Abbas knows. Yeah, the, the little boys, I said, what is that? The boy would say, no, wallahi billahi tallahi, tallahi billahi wallahi. I said, boy, come on, what's happening here? This is so big. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is for everyone. You should not, you should avoid swearing by the name of Allah. You should avoid using the name of Allah. You should, you should. Allah says in the Quran, Don't obey every, every, every humiliated swearer, someone who swears by the name of Allah all the time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Don't make Allah in the middle, in the pathway of your, of your promises. Every time, Wallahi, Wallahi, Wallahi. Allah's name is so great, it's so important. So you should not actually be so easy in using it. So these people back in the days, some Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning them, saying, don't use God's name in order to deceive each other. Dakhalam baynakum means corruption. When you use Allah's name, people will trust you, isn't it? You're using Allah's name, not anymore. Not anymore. But back in the days, and normally, in normal situation, when you say billahi, when you say wallahi, it's something big. They take you to the court and they ask you to make an oath, isn't it? On the Quran, on the Bible, according to your religion by Allah, right? So it's something big. When you make an oath and then you break it, or when you make an oath with the intention of deception, deceiving the person, you're making him relaxed because you're, you're saying Wallahi to him, so he believes you. And then later on you un unravel it, you'll be like that woman. You make a promise and then you you unravel it, you'll be like that woman who builds half the day towards making her weaving, and then the other half, she breaks everything. She's stupid. 
she's foolish, she's clumsy, as the Quran actually tells us. Now, the, the, what we need to take home tonight from this, Ramadan, brothers and sisters, is the season for making oaths with Allah. You coming to Taraweeh, you're making an oath to Allah. Whether you have done it verbally, you are actually doing it practically. You, Ramadan is the time when you have already rebridged the gap that separated you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have made a commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If after Ramadan all of this breaks, if everything that you, you promise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you make your life better, that you make your Quran better, that you make your salah better, that you make the quality of your heart and your feelings towards other Muslims better, then you're breaking that by not continuing. One of the ways that we break our oaths to Allah, like this woman, is when your good deeds don't manifest in your character and your quality and your behavior with people. The Prophet ﷺ told us about this woman when he was asked once, Ya Rasulullah, so-and-so, this lady, she prays five times a day, she does all good deeds, but she speaks bad to her, to her neighbors. She harms her neighbors. She's foul with her neighbors. What did the Prophet ﷺ say? There is no good in here. She's in hellfire. Even though she prays and she comes to the masjid and mashallah her beard, his, like his beard is down his, to his knees. But all of that has no value. Seriously, has no value if it doesn't manifest in good character, if it doesn't manifest in your relation with your father, your relation with your mother, your relation with your wife, your relation with your children. What it, it doesn't make any sense if you come in the masjid and mashallah, you're very active in the masjid and then you, are, you, 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 you commit domestic, domestic violence. You're violent towards your, your family, towards your wife, towards your children. You abandon your responsibilities. All of this doesn't make any sense. So, uh, one of the salihin, one of the righteous people of the past used to say, حُصُولُ الْأَحْوَالِ ثَمَرَاتُ الْأَعْمَالِ The good states are the fruits of good deeds. Good states are the fruits of good deeds. If you would like to know if someone's good deeds are really accepted or not, look at him. We read yesterday in Surah Ibrahim and we didn't talk about that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, مَثَلُ كَلِمَةٍ طَيِّبَةٍ كَشَجَرَةٍ طَيِّبَةٍ A good word is like a good tree. When you say la ilaha illallah inside your heart and when you say you believe in Allah inside your heart, I can't say if a tree is good or bad unless I see the fruit, isn't it? I need to see the fruit in you. When one of the salihin saw someone fidgeting in, in the prayer and he's looking around and he's, he said, لو خشع قلب هذا لخشع بدنه. If this man's heart is humbled, you would have seen that in his limbs. If, he's, if his heart is focused, then his limbs would be focused in salah. But he's fidgeting. In the middle of salah, and he's looking at the phone. As soon as he finishes his salah, he checks his Facebook. He checks his WhatsApp. Well, don't worry. There will be no, no life-endangering life calls during salah. No, nothing will happen in the five minutes before, uh, before Allah, from before Allahu Akbar till after As-Salamu Alaikum Rahmatullah. The world will not change. If anything really, really dangerous happens, it will be the Qiyamah, and you will be part of that. So don't panic. At, as soon as you say, Assalamu alaikum don't rush. Give yourself some time. Be a bit easy on yourself, right? So don't break the oaths with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And because breaking the oaths with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not only by stopping to do something good that you weren't doing, but by not 
making these good deeds showed, are sh shown to people through your behavior, through the way you, you deal with them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of the people of tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make these deeds fruitful in our life and in our limbs. I'll say this, 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 I'll